Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and it is brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, week number five of the high school football season. And it's going to be a wild night. It's a perfect night to play. We're glad you're with us. Glad you went to games. Right now, though, busiest guy you know, for the obvious reason, he's got all the scores. Makes him the most important guy we know. It's Network Indiana's Sam Fritz. All right, folks, I would be amiss if I did not start this five-minute update off with some big game energy and some big game scores. Second-ranked Ben Davis is currently still playing 24th-ranked Warren Central. This game has been on fire from the word go. It's the kind of football you've come to love and expect from high school football. Let's start off with literally the first play of the game, a kickoff return for a touchdown to give Warren Central an early advantage. Ben Davis will send this one off from right to left on your radio dial. It is Ben Rudolph with the honors who sends this one in the direction of Kyron Williams who retrieves it at the five. Williams right up the gun and there he goes. He's up to the 50. Now to the 40. Breaking far side. Williams is going to take this one all the way back. It's an opening kickoff return for a touchdown. Jim, I see no flags. And Warren Central busts this one right open. Those dulcet tones courtesy of Brendan King on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Now, Warren Central comes right open, gets seven points right out of the gate. Well, Elijah Pierce of... Ben Davis decided not to waste any time himself. Returned the ball for a touchdown only seconds later. Shotgun snap, third down, run up the middle, dodging to the left. Here comes Ben Davis, big play. Up to the 10 and in for a touchdown. It's Elijah Price. And Ben Davis answers right back. I'd love to play all the scoring plays for you from that first quarter, but it would be quite a bit as the first quarter ended at 20-14 to 14 in favor of Warren Central. I'll give you the last one, though, the latest one that put Ben Davis in the lead, 28-20. This is Elijah Price. I think I said Pierce earlier. I apologize. Elijah Price with his third touchdown on the night. Gokowski commanding that shotgun. Sends a man forward. Looking over the middle. Lofts one. Passes caught by Price. And into the end zone he goes. It's his third score of the half. This one a reception touchdown for Elijah Price. Three scores on the night. Four Price. That score currently, though, favors Ben Davis 31-28 in the fourth quarter. Game still ongoing. Games that have wrapped up final scores from around the league. North Knox beating North Central Farmersburg 34-6. Brownstown Central handedly defeats North Harrison 42-7. Speaking of easy victories, North Putnam over Cloverdale 48-0. New Haven beating Norwell 41-15. Northview hands it to Owen Valley 41-7. And New Palestine beats Pendleton Heights 34 to 14. Providence up over Charlestown 42 to 14. 
Indianapolis Addicts beats Purdue Polytechnic 64-7. West Lafayette beats Rensselaer Central 42-6. North Vermilion up over uh, Riverton Park 28-14. Seeger beats Park Heritage 34-20. And Greenfield Central defeats Shelbyville 47-0. Shenandoah fell to Park Tudor. Park Tudor put up 47 just to Shenandoah's 7. Silver Creek beats Scottsburg 24-7. Mishawaka Marion and South Bend Adams had a low-scoring affair that went into overtime, but Mishawaka Marion walked away the victors 13-6. Again, that game in overtime. Some South Bend matchups. South Bend Washington beat South Bend Clay 48-6 in a very similar score, only different by two. South Bend Riley beats Indianapolis Washington 46-6. South Putnam defeating Edgewood 56-13. And South Vermilion beats Covington 50-14. College football tomorrow at Lucas Oil Stadium. The Indiana Hoosiers are going to be taking on the Louisville Cardinals as the Hoosiers look to see if they can get to 2-1 and one on the season. For Network Indiana Sports, I am Sam Fritz. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk Season 30 of Indiana Sports Talk. We're glad you're with us. High school football tonight. Hamilton Heights, 32-0 winners over Western. John Kirshner, the head coach at Heights, joins us. Coach, thanks for taking time after the game and calling us, and congratulations. Hey, thanks for uh, having me, Coach. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. All right, so defensively, we tossed the shutout tonight, so let's start there, give some love to our coordinator and some of the kids who played well. So, yeah, this is our third straight shutout, actually. Um, Yikes. You know, and uh, from a defense perspective, when you get up against Western, they are going to run daylight down the ball. It's very good at what they do. Um, they're very athletic. Um we went in basically just a mono mono, you know, you know, keeping uh, perspective. And uh, up front, our D line and our front seven did a really, really good job of just staying home, playing their keys. Because in an offense like theirs, if you don't play your keys, they gash you. And they'll right. gash you back very quickly. And so, um, Dean Mason up front, Michael Kane. Uh, 2D lineman who really stuck out. Will Duck is really the higher offense defense Did a heck of a mm-hmm. job tonight. Um, but number 16 makes it out there a lot. Carson Fedig and Ethan Milfast, 731, flying around. I mean, nothing off the edge all night long. But these guys were playing like, you know, they were, they were playing like they're on fire. Carson Fedig couple tackles to off and scooping score late in the game, um, which we haven't had. I don't think one of those this year. We have to get six. But get a defensive touchdown that way. That's impressive. All right, so you, this started, this, this streak of shutouts started uh, against Lafayette Central Catholic, and then you beat Northwestern. Uh, you beat Western. Uh, you know, that's uh, to go back. You must have gotten something uh, out of that uh, LCC win because you've been unstoppable since then. Right. Um, you know, LCC was uh, there. Good football. Uh, 
you know, and we, we've kind of found some things that, you know, we can make some adjustments. And that is what it's like in this. We just continue to grow a little bit. You know, we've kind of we'll start to find out who we are. I think the football team, we're, we're, we're understanding that all three phases of the game can make or break a win. And that's really what I think we're talking about. We're really talking about well, I'll tell you what. Whatever the message is, it's working. So you have Twin Lakes up next week. What will that game be like? So Twin Lakes is four and one. They're much improved. Kevin O'Shea coming in. Um, he's got sure. his, he's got his system rolling. You know, um, it'll be it'll be a big game for us. It'll be homecoming. No, it's not a division conference rival, um, but they are still in our conference. And uh, you know, we got to make sure that we get we get to work tomorrow morning because. They throw the ball well, they execute well on offense and defense. And you can tell they're well coached. So with them coming in four and one, us five and oh, it's gonna be a war. We've got to get ready. It'll be a tremendous game. Tonight Hamilton Heights moves to five and oh on the year. They beat Western thirty two nothing, third straight shutout. John Kirshner, thank you so much for the call and good luck next week. Thanks, sir. Thank you, Coach. That's a big win. I'm telling you what, three straight weeks of shutting people out. That's impressive stuff. Uh, don't forget, join us tomorrow night. Saturday night show, a little different pace, if you will. We're we'll talking about college football. As you know, we have um, quite a few great games coming up in college football tomorrow. So join us. We'll also spend the night, uh, spend the last part of the show talking with Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network. We always try to recap Friday night's games on that Saturday night show and look ahead to what the matchups are the next week. So join us. Uh, It will be a lot of fun. Also throughout the night, you can tweet us at IND Sports Talk, hashtag IST. I don't give that uh, enough. I, I don't do enough to promote our social media. There's, you know, there's something wrong with me. Uh, just just part of it. So make sure you're with us. We appreciate all that. And also, when you get a chance, if you, like I said earlier, some great college games coming up tomorrow if you get a chance. Colleges uh, in your area. Uh, jump in the car, drive over and support them, help them have some fun. A lot of guys you've heard talked about on the show throughout the years uh, have stayed in the state and playing on our small college programs. It's kind of why ours are so good. We still have those great guys that you talk about on Friday nights. Coming up, scoreboard update. But before that, we have our uh, player with heart brought to you by Bex Hybrids. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. All right, more scores to go. High-scoring battle between Monrovia and Speedway goes in favor of Monrovia, 45-35 to as they win that game. Greencastle beating Sullivan, 49-21. to Bloomington North beats Terre Haute North, 49-12. to Wow, three straight 49 scores in a row. Lafayette Central Catholic up over Tipton, 49-7. to We've got another pair of matching winning scores, but just by seven less. Centerville beats Tri, 42 to nothing. Delphi beats Tri Central 42 to 7. 
Speaking of Central, Triton Central beats Indian Creek 49-35. to Back on that 49 train again. Northeastern up over Union City 67-14. Concord beats Wawasee 52-0. West Noble up over Fairfield 38-8. A close one down to the wire here. North Montgomery beats Western Boone 20-17. Speaking of a game that was decided by even uh, an even fewer point spread, Hamilton Southeastern falls to Westfield. Westfield winning 32-28. Perry Meridian with 28 beats Whiteland with 13. North Judson up over Winnemac 21-8. And folks, I never like to report this, but unfortunately my Zionsville Eagles have fallen today. Noblesville beats Zionsville 24-7. Back up to the top of the alphabet. Benton Central fell to Twin Lakes 41-14 to in favor of the Lakes there. Bloomington South defeated Terre Haute South 41-14. to Finally, Bluffton beats Jay County 19-7. Back another 15. For Network Indiana Sports, I am Sam Fritz. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back. Busy night. Glad you're with us. Season number 30. Let that sink in for a second of Indiana Sports Talk. Ryan Cole joins me. He is the coach at Centerville. Tonight they beat Try 42-0. Coach, thanks so much for the call, and congratulations on an impressive win tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So defensively, uh, we need to give our defensive coordinator a raise. That's a great job tonight. Yes, he. they did awesome. They had a great night on defense, and even scored a, a defensive touchdown. We had our um, our big nose, 6'5", 300 pounds, uh, had a strip in the backfield and ran 97 yards for a touchdown. Um, don't think I've ever seen him run that wow. fast or that far. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was an exciting night. Defense, defense did great. He'll be in your office Monday. He may even be in there tomorrow asking you to move him to running back, Coach. You need to be ready for that. No, I, I hear about it every week with him. He always wants to run the ball. But, yeah, he's, he's a special one. He's a, he plays both ways, and he'll be a college football player someday. So he, he's, he's special. But he, it, was a, it was a fun one seeing him rumble down the sideline tonight. Well, absolutely. And, uh, you know, everybody feeds off of that. You know, big play. Did you get other big plays in this game tonight? Yeah, we. I mean, we started off our first drive. We had a 60-yard touchdown run to start things off. Um, so we, we were – our running game was, was great tonight. Our offensive line was fantastic. We averaged, I think, 10 yards a carry. Um, so we were, we were real happy with our guys up front, and um, we just – we executed really well tonight. So we were excited, and we needed that going into um, next week, which should be our, our conference championship. Yikes. Already. Well, you did it the right way tonight. Big win for Centerville. 42-0 win over Try. Ryan Cole, thank you so much, Coach. I appreciate it when you call us. Best of luck to you and your guys next week. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Chuck Sorrell joins me, the head coach at South Putnam. He beat Edgewood tonight, 56-13. Coach, thanks so much for the call, and congratulations on a good win tonight. Hey, thanks, Coach. Um, you know, we had four or five uh, guys out tonight, and – 
we talked all week about next man up, and we had we started five freshmen tonight, and all of them contributed really well tonight. So it was, it's a fun night to get a big win coming off a loss, and um, you know and we'll we'll take it. <laughs> Well, yeah, you'll take it. I think especially in the sense that you, you played well on both sides of the football tonight. Yeah, you know, Branson Hanley, our uh, freshman kick returner, had two big kick returns for us and also caught a about a 40-yard touchdown. And then um, Zach Dorsett, our big tight end, had about 100 yards receiving with two touchdowns. But defensively, you know, the, the starters, when we, you know, 50 to nothing score there, the starters didn't allow Yikes. much more than about 25 yards. And then we took them out, and obviously they scored their two scores. But that's how it is. You know, it's hard to hold a shutout in high school football. Um, so right. when you can hold a team less than 50 yards and, and we have four or 500 yards, it's it's, it's pretty good night. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great night, Coach. So tell me who else plays well for you tonight in the win. Uh, Keenan Mowry Shields played well for us. Uh, you know, like I said, a lot of those freshmen stepped up, but I want to, right. you know, Drew Klein, um, Brody Bird, and and Blake Witt, three freshmen that never thought they'd play varsity football this year. <laughs> you know, come out there and you know put their nose in there, and yeah, I asked them if they were nervous in school today, and they said, "Oh, a little bit," <laughs> but they got yeah. it out. Drew, yeah. Klein, Drew Klein had an interception. Uh, he got an interception the first drive, so. That's wow. the way to uh, to get out there. And our quarterback Wyatt Mullen had another good night. He had he's a dual threat. He had probably 150 yards rushing and probably 200 yards passing. So I mean he's a dual threat quarterback and and you know he's he's a heck of a football player for us. So absolutely, big win tonight, South Putnam over Edgewood, 56-13, the final. Chuck Sorrell, thanks for the call and good luck next week. Thank you. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Chris Norton joins me from WITZ and Jasper. Jasper beats Evansville Modern Day tonight, 35-21. Chris, thanks for the call. It's an impressive win for the Wildcats tonight. Yeah, you know what it is, and I know Modern Day is a little bit down this year, but that competition rolls on in the SIAC Conference over Jasper to now get their second win. Uh, they are above 500 the first time this season. They've got Central, Castle, North coming up next, which for them, winnable games are going to be tough games, but a chance to really turn their season around after falling to Wright and Memorial uh, weeks one and three of the season. You know what? It's a, uh, a, it's a modern-day team that's ranked number eight in 2A. Uh, and, and, you know, by those standards, <laughs> they're still they're, they're a good football team, uh, and you know it's. It, I know it's a big game. It's something of a rivalry game. That's an impressive, impressive win. Seems like the Wildcats are starting to put some things together right now. They are starting to, and and by the way, you can tell credit where credit's due on other days. Wildcats. Tate Mallory, young quarterback, they're putting things together. Mike Gable's getting things right. in the right direction. But so are the Cats. Max Butel rushing. He's a sophomore quarterback, too. Three rushing touchdowns, starting to feel more comfortable on the quarterback keeper. Also airing it out when they have to. Now, in Jasper fashion, it was two of two for nine yards tonight. Uh, but Carter, Carter Holsworth continues on the ground. Uh, really, the breaking point, I think, was the tail end of the first half. Jasper leads 14-13 was their first lead. Caden Ernie, with his back on a defender, Reaches out, goal line, 30 yards out. The Cats take a lead, and I think Modern Day expended a lot of energy to tie that thing back up. Now Jasper also grounded out the clock with a six-and-a-half-minute drive with, uh, I think, about 30, what, uh, 15 yards left to chew off to, so they could have made it even longer. Mm -hmm. So uh, who do both teams play next week? 
It'll be Evansville Central for Jasper, and I know the Bears are having a tough year, but it's high at competition. You never know. Um, so the Wildcats, I mean, they're they're going to try to win their third straight, um, and, and we've got the Jasper call, of course, for that next week. Chris Norton, Chris Norton from WITZ in Jasper. Jasper, 35-21 winners over Evansville Modern Day. Chris, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you so much, and uh, have a great weekend. Thanks for making time. I appreciate it, Coach. You too. You're welcome. Thank you. Kurt Darling, our good friend, Kurt Darling, on the call of Fountain Central's 64-12 win over Attica. Kurt, I couldn't even read my own writing here. uh, Congratulations to Fountain Central. Who are you working for tonight? I was with ISC Sports Network tonight, Coach. A great organization, if there ever was one. Pretty impressive win for Fountain Central, though. That's uh, that's dominating ball tonight. Yes, and uh, Ed can uh, put it in perspective, Coach. Attica definitely having a tough season. They now fall to zero and five on the year. Um, they're in a they're in the midst of a rebuilding process. But believe it or not. So is Fountain Central. They are under second-year head coach Herb King, who is a Hall of Famer in his own right. This is the sixth right. program that he's been at this year. This time, this year, and he is uh, he is what he calls himself a professional rebuilder of programs, and he certainly <laughs> looks like he has done that for Fountain Central this year. They were four and seven a year ago. They are now four and one on the year this season, and. Uh, it was a big night for them tonight. It was 42 to nothing at the end of the first quarter, just to put it in perspective. They had uh, uh, Owen Acton had a couple rushing touchdowns tonight, as did J.D. Allen. And they have a freshman quarterback, E.Y. Foxworthy, who Herb King worked and developed as an eighth grader to come in and play quarterback this year for this particular team. So, Fountain Central, they are a very, very good team. They sit atop the Wabash River Conference now, and they have a tough game next week against Seeger to see who will be the outright leader in the conference next week. So, uh, bright, uh, all bright skies ahead here for Fountain Central this season, I would say. Well, Herb uh, knows what he's doing. I think everybody understands that quite well. But it was a, you know, overwhelming win for them tonight, 64-12 over Attica. Who does Fountain Central play next week? Like I said, Fountain Central plays Seeger. So it will be a big Wabash River Conference game. Both of those teams sit atop the conference coming into this week so it'll be it'll be a crucial game to decide who will be the front runner in the in the conference going into the latter half of the season next week so a high stakes game um, at home for fountain central next week kurt darling from the isc sports network on the call of fountain central 64 12 win over attica always great to talk to you kurt thank you so much have a great weekend thanks coach you do the same i'll do it Scoreboard update coming up. We need scores. Give us our scores. We got the man, Sam Fritz, coming up with scores on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. All right. Final scores. A lot of close ones coming across the wire now. Linton Stockton by one score over Boonville, 20 to 14. Jim Town beats Bremen 30. Jim Town beats Bremen 35 to 24. West Vigo up over Brown County, 41 to 21. Carol Flora beating Eastern Greentown, 47 to 7. Another close one here. Fort Wayne Snyder beats Carol Fort Wayne, 27 to 24. Indianapolis Lutheran beating. Cascade 49 to 13, Vincennes Lincoln over Castle 26 to 21, winning that one by five. 
Cherubusco and Prairie Heights coming in across the wire. Cherubusco wins 52-7. to Eastern Green beats Clarksville 35-8. to Eight. Rushville over Connorsville, 52-28 to in that one in favor of Rushville. Southmont beats Crawfordsville, 48-18. to Tippecanoe Valley defeating Culver Academy, 59-28. to Tri-West blanks Danville, 21-0. to Decatur Central defeats Mooresville, 27-21. to Mount Vernon-Fortville up over Delta, 31-20. East Central keeps Batesville scoreless with a 42-0 win. Eastern Pekin beating Corden Central, 41-14. North Davies certainly feeling victorious in their win over Edinburgh, 66-28. And Penn keeping Elkhart scoreless, 21-0 as well. Brownsburg versus Fishers. This one was a game with national attention. Brownsburg winning, 42-20. 28. More for me in 15. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. High school football tonight. We got a lot of great high school football to talk about. Jake Gilbert joins me from Westfield. This is one of the better games in terms of the state. There are a lot of great games. But this one was a tremendous game. Westfield, 30-28 winners over Hamilton Southeastern. Coach, thank you so much for the call, and congratulations on an impressive win tonight. Thanks, Coach. It was amazing, a miracle. God is good because that was a a miracle, and I'm just super proud of the resolve of our kids and staff to fight to the end. We won on the last play. Wow. So just to refresh everybody's memories, this is 6A number 4, HSE taking on 6A number 5, Westfield. So you know going in – it probably ought to come down to the last play, to be honest, Jake. You two are very, very good, very evenly matched. So uh, take me through the last play. Take me through the game winner. Well, they scored with, gosh, uh, less than a minute left. And um, we, we had scored and didn't leave a whole lot of time on the clock. But then they made a couple big plays, and, and they scored with less than a minute left to retake the lead. So we were going back and forth in the fourth quarter a little bit. We got a decent kickoff return. We ran a, a hook and ladder type of play that went about mm-hmm. probably 70 yards, got us down to about the 20. We threw a, a jig route and got to the one. So there was nine seconds left. And hmm. first and goal <laughs> from about the one or two. Right. Um, we ran a, a play that was incomplete, uh, and then it was the last play of the game, and um, we, we maybe had another couple plays in there, but then the last play of the game, we ran another kind of tricky throwback and completed it right on the goal line. I mean, it was as close as you, it could possibly be, and, and that was the game winner as time expired. All right, who caught it? One by two. Kendall Garnett, yeah. our running back. Right, right. <laughs> man, oh man. Uh, yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting stuff. But it, was it close all the way through? 
Yeah, it was 10-7 at half. Uh, not a lot of offense in the first half. Uh, some mistakes by us for sure. You know, just good defense by them and pretty good defense by us. They're so explosive. We were able to keep the explosive play at a minimum till that very last drive. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. things heated up in the fourth quarter, and both teams kind of started scoring. <laughs> and uh, there was a lot more scoring in the last five minutes than there was the rest of the game combined. But it was an exciting game, and they are a tremendous program, extremely well coached. I think their staff and head coach are Mike right. Kelly. Those guys do it as well as anybody. And, uh, you know, we we were very fortunate and lucky to escape with the, another close win tonight. Westfield, 30-28 to 28 winners over Hamilton Southeastern. Jake Gilbert, thank you so much for the call. Good luck next week. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Martinsville over Franklin Community tonight, 32-14. Brian Duggar from Martinsville joins me. Coach, congratulations on the win tonight. Hey, Coach, I appreciate it. It was a fun night, homecoming. Our uh, our kids played uh, outstanding against a really really good Franklin team. Um, you know we played well in all three phases. Uh, just just a fun night for uh, for the Artesians. Always want to win homecoming. We all know that. We all we all point toward homecoming, and you know of course I'm sitting in my home in Franklin where I've my my wife and I've lived in Franklin for 54 years, and so. Um, it's okay. I like you, and I obviously have relatives in Martinsville, so I'm okay. But I, I, I love my Grizzlies. But what a great game. Two evenly matched teams. So how do you do this tonight, Coach? Uh, honestly, um, a little bit of everything. Our uh, our defense played unbelievable. Uh, we, we held them to 230 yards total. I think we had four turnovers on the night. Uh, we had we had a real emotional uh, uh, day night, if you will. Uh, Brandon Kent, um, he, he had a phenomenal game tonight. Uh, he uh, he lost his uh, little baby sister earlier this week, oh, uh, oh and uh, we uh, as a, as a team went to the uh, funeral uh, home this morning uh, to kind of say goodbye and you know give mm-hmm. him our love. And uh, right. he, tonight he shows up and has two interceptions, one for a pick six, two fumble recoveries. Uh, you could not script it any better for that young man tonight. And uh, it was a pretty emotional night, um, and we were all just really uh, loving on him. But uh, we, we had a lot of great performances. Uh, Braden Trake, 34 carries for 172 yards. Uh, Jace LaFerry had six catches for 140 yards and three touchdowns. Um, and A.J. Reynolds, our quarterback, finished 10 of 13 uh, for 180 yards and three touchdowns. So um, overall, uh, a pretty solid night. Absolutely. Who do you play next week, Coach? Uh, we've got uh, the Whiteland Warriors. Um, you know, Mid State's uh, not very forgiving. Right. Uh, every every <laughs> opponent's really good and well coached. Right. And right. Uh, Coach Fisher's a Hall of Fame coach, and he'll have the Warriors ready to go. And uh, we'll have to play really, really well again. Martinsville, thirty-two fourteen winners over Franklin Community. Brian Duggar, thank you so much for the call, and good luck next week. Hey, Bob, I appreciate all you guys do. You're welcome. Thanks very much. Greg Rakestraw, the ubiquitous Greg Rakestraw from the ISC Sports Network, joins us. He has the Carmel 17-14 win over to Lawrence North. Greg, thanks for the call. What an exciting game tonight. 
It was, and, and it was not down to the final play like Coach Gilbert's. How about the next-to-last play of the game where Carmel <laughs> blocked a field goal to maintain their 17-14 lead and get the win in what, as of now, is going to be the final meeting at least for the next few years in terms of Carmel and Lawrence North on the gridiron. Hmm. Hmm. Well, this is not the forum for it right now. How's that? But I, I share I share your sadness, if you will. But So a blocked field goal. Who gets credit for the block? So I, I believe it was one of the interior offensive linemen because it, it was such a flurry. Uh, and, and special teams were – what gave Ellen a chance late, uh, but special teams maybe is potentially what, what comes back to haunt Lawrence North. Carmel would make one field goal. Josh Plasek would make one from 46 yards mm. out. That gave Carmel a 10-8 lead uh, early in the fourth quarter. There were two missed field goals tonight for Lawrence North, one that was blocked and one where the holder simply could not get the snap down in time. It was a game, Bob, where LN outgained Carmel by 170 yards. Wow. But just could not finish drives. The two scores for Lawrence North were on big plays by a name. We're going to talk about a lot over the next four years, and that is Zay Moore. He is a freshman. He has run for over 100 yards in four of LN's five games. This is their first loss of the season. Bob, he ran for a 69-yard touchdown, and he threw a 73-yard touchdown pass on a halfback (laughs) option as well. That second one gave LN a lead in the fourth quarter by a score of 14-10. to But an interception thrown by Montez Jones with four minutes left to go Mm -hmm. gave Carmel the ball on the LN 40-yard line. The Greyhounds methodically moved the ball down the field, and their sophomore quarterback and Anthony Colner found Ozzie Pollard. You may know his dad. That would be former Pacers Scott Pollard. Ozzie is a very high-level tight end recruit. 6'4", 260-pound junior. He gets his first touchdown catch of the season. That gave Carmel the lead with 39 seconds left to play on the ensuing kickoff. Davion Chandler takes it 71 yards down the field to the Carmel 22-yard line. After a a, a six-yard advance, a couple of incomplete passes, LN came out for the tying field goal. That was blocked, and that's how Carmel wins the game. And again, the final scheduled meeting of these two for now. All right, who do you have next week on the ISC Sports Network? Well, it's a little bit different for me. So on Ben Davis and LN, which could easily be for the uh, Mick Championship. I'm making a road trip next week. Joe uh, Joe Morris and the, and the good folks at uh, um, at Washington High School are going to have us down to do a game, their big rivalry game with Pike Central, to celebrate the all-new Hatchet Hollow. It's really their first major football renovation in nearly eight decades. So Jan Bozier and I make the trip southwest for Washington and Pike Central next Friday night. We'll talk about it. Greg and I will talk tomorrow night. Don't forget to join us. We're going to talk some college football and the Colts. Greg Regstraw, you're the best. Thanks for the call. Got it, Coach. Coming up, Greg Barrett from South Vermillion and their win over. All right, folks, we've got some scores to give here on Indiana Sports Talk. Like I said before the end of my last update, 
there was national attention. It was ranked as one of the big games in the country to keep an eye on tonight between the Fishers Tigers and the Brownsburg Bulldogs. That game went the fa- went in favor of the Bulldogs. They won 42 to 28. You can really chalk it up to a tremendous third quarter by the Bulldogs, putting up 21 points in one quarter. Fishers, outside of the third quarter, really held in there. They went into halftime only down by one, 14 to 13. But as I said, the game concludes in favor of Brownsburg, 42-28. Then, you've got Floyd Central beating Jeffersonville, 42-7. Northwestern beating Fort Wayne Blackhawk 59 to 7. Fort Wayne Lures, we're going to go through a lot of Fort Wayne scores real quick. Fort Wayne Lures beating Fort Wayne Concordia 38-0. Fort Wayne North beating Fort Wayne Northrop 38-6. Fort Wayne Wayne beating Fort Wayne South 47 to 6. Martinsville defeating Franklin 32 to 14. Franklin Central beat Avon in a close one, just a field goal to decide this one. Franklin Central emerging the victors 31 to 28. Eastside beating Garrett. I said it earlier. I'm going to have to check again if this is some scoregami when it comes to football. Eastside beating Garrett 15 to 8. Northridge beats Goshen 43 to 6. And Plainfield beats Greenwood 46 to 20. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We are in season number 30 for the show. Uh, I don't believe it either, <laughs> but but uh, I, I was a relatively young man when we started. I clearly am not now. Sam, help me understand scoregami. Help me. You've done that twice to me. I, I I have two degrees. Think of myself as a very literate man. You got me on this. So scoregami is essentially keeping track of what I guess analysts, stat people would consider to be every conceivable final score possible in football and whether or not it has happened. So 15 to 8 is a fairly unique score that may not have happened before. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. High school football tonight, South Vermilion edges Covington 15-14. Greg Barrett from South Vermilion joins me. Coach, it's been a long time. Great to hear from you, and congratulations on the win. Hey, thanks, Coach. You too. I'm glad to get back on here. You know, the last couple of weeks we've had Saturday night games, so it's kind of nice to get back to Friday night lights, and uh, it was a good night for us. You're allowed to call me on Saturdays, Coach. There's no, well, there's no rule. There's no rule against that. Okay. I wish I'd have known that. I would have. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. No, no, no. That's that's my fault. Uh, that's my fault for not making sure you were educated. Uh, as an educator myself, I should have I should have done better. So um, tell me, we we kick a field goal at the end. Is it that dramatic, or how do you win this game? No, it was. Uh, it would end up fifty to fourteen. I don't remember what the half score um, was. I think it was forty-two to to six, maybe. I, I'll be honest with you, Bob. I've, I've kind of lost track of what happened tonight, too. It happened so fast. It was 40, um, we had some fireworks going, and we, to be honest, we were on the field defense, defensively more than we were on offense tonight. Uh, but we okay. had some, we had some kids that played extremely well. Um, you know, our quarterback played really well again. Dom Garzellini, he was ten of twelve for one hundred seventy-one yards and three touchdown wow. passes. Uh, Parker Weir, he had almost 100 yards receiving and three touchdowns. Last week he scored five touchdowns and had, I believe, 191 yards receiving. I mean, it's it's been crazy. I mean, Dallas Coleman rushed for 100, 
117 yards and a 93-yard touchdown run. Defensively, Dylan Connor got a he got a fumble, took it 93 yards to the house. So they stripped it, and mm-hmm. you know we played we played we played pretty well tonight on offense. Defensively, we got we got to shore up on some things, but overall, it was a good night. Well, it sounds like it was. I mean, um, you know, it's a situation where you, you, you're rolling up some yards uh, in, in impressive fashion. It sounds to me like you have a number of guys who can make plays. We actually do. We got a nice junior core kids that do, that are working really well. With, you know, our quarterback's a junior, and we've got three or four slot receivers that are juniors. Um, you know, and our we got some big guys up front. We got a lot of work to do. We got a you know, we got a tough. We got a tough road ahead of us. Um, you know, we obviously got a tough sectional, uh, but we're getting better every day. And you know, it's 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 we're rolling right now, and we got to keep things going. You know, we, you know, right. we lost a heartbreaker a couple weeks ago in a double overtime game. Uh, you know, so we've we've learned from some mistakes that we've made, and uh, you know, we're getting better, and that's all we can ask for. Greg Barrett from South Vermillion. We're still raising money, are we not, Coach? I- Yep, I, I was going to say I like to thank those guys. Uh, this is a tackle childhood cancer. Uh, you know our campaign this September. We've had several several teams do it. Uh, we actually did it last week, and I think our community here was probably close to over fifteen thousand dollars we've raised. And I want to thank all those other schools out there uh, that have uh, been taking part of this. You know, with us the last uh, six years. Um, you know, it's all going to to research at Riley. Um, you know, and I want to thank everybody for that. Tell them uh, how the, how we can all contribute to that cause, Coach. You can go to the PSWeLoveYouFund.org, um, you know, and it will explain the foundation and all the things that we got going on. Um, and and we, we appreciate everybody's uh, donations. You're the best. Greg Barrett, thanks for calling me, Coach. My best to your family, and thanks so much. And good luck to you and your guys. Thank you very much. I look forward to talking to you next Friday. I'll look forward to it, too. Thanks so much. Short break. We'll come back and talk some more ball. (laughs) This is Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. Let's talk some high school football. Eastern Peak and 41-14 winners over Corydon Central. WKLO's David Deaton joins us. David, thanks for the call. Eastern Peak has a pretty nice night tonight. Yeah, the Musketeers had a big night, Coach. Braden Jones going for 216 yards in the win for Eastern tonight on the road at Corridon Central. And the Panthers started the game well tonight, got out to a 14-6 lead by the end of the first quarter. But the problem was they couldn't maintain that. A couple of turnovers really turned things in Eastern's favor. And they basically lived on the Corridon side of the 50-yard line the entire mm. second quarter. So. Really a good night for the Musketeers. This young Panther team with a lot of freshmen and sophomores playing in the rotation, they're struggling right now. But they've been getting a little bit better each week under first-year head coach Luke Keller. It made some strides tonight, but Eastern really took advantage of the opportunities they had. And with the win, Eastern snapping a 29-game losing streak against Mid-Southern Conference opponents that went back to 2018. So it was a huge win tonight for Luke Dean and the Musketeers on the road. That is a huge win. I want to congratulate those two, those kids because uh, that that's a lot of frustration over the past few years. No question. And, you know, the, the Mid-Southern Conference for Southern Indiana, a lot of two- and three-A schools, it, it's a tough league year in and year out. Brownstown Central and Charlestown, always contenders. North Harrison right. contended a lot in recent years. And 
Then you throw in Silver Creek, who's had a pretty good run a few years as well. Scottsburg's got a good team this year, so it's hard to win in this league. And this Eastern team has had some good teams over the years that haven't had a very good record, and it's mainly because they play in such a tough league. But they've got a really good running back with Braden Jones. Again, 216 rushing yards tonight. He was fantastic. Cody Bannett threw a 47-yard touchdown pass to Caden Temple. And Gordon got a couple of touchdowns from their wide receiver, Wayland DeBlado. He ran one in from 21 yards out in the first quarter and then caught a pass that he took to the house for 72 yards later in the first quarter as well. So, uh, again, the Panthers putting forth their best foot. They Really had some good plays tonight offensively and defensively, but 0-5 right now and just trying to find their way through the season with the game on the road at Salem next week as the Lions also searching for their first win. So an opportunity for the Panthers to potentially get a win on the road next week in another conference matchup against the Salem team that also has a first-year head coach and Brian Gleasing, too. Brian Gleasing's been around the block more than once. He's a first-rate coach, good guy. Tonight, yeah. Eastern Pekin, 41-14 winners over Corydon Central. The one and only David Deaton from WKLO. Always great to talk to you, David. Thanks so much for taking time, and have a great weekend. Thanks, Coach. You as well. Looking forward to talking next week. I'll look forward to it, too. We have another scoreboard update at the top of the hour, the bonus edition, right? You get five minutes of scores. So if you get lucky, you may catch as many of them as we can get in in that time span. Much more football to come. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night for some college football. Sam Fritz with a scoreboard update next on Indiana Sports Talk.